You're listening to the CLE Foodcast with Lisa Sands, the place for delicious conversation on local food and the people who grow, cook, and share it. Here's Lisa. Well, it seems like we're going kicking and screaming into fall this year. We've had a lot of rain and too many gray days. And I don't know about you, but when that happens, I start to think about cooking with bold flavors and even having a little more heat in my food. Now, I'm not on the pumpkin spice train yet. I think I'm going to wait until the official start of fall to indulge in that. But speaking of heat and flavor, I loved talking with Karasai Ian Tugi of Yum Village because I was pretty unfamiliar with Afro-Caribbean food. But he's managed to create a place that honors and represents his family roots in Nigeria and some other family connections to Jamaica. So you'll have a fantastic and flavorful blend of these cultures in one restaurant. And yes, there's definitely some heat and vibrant, exciting flavors to explore. Speaking of the F word, and of course I mean fall, I'm also starting to plan my autumn Ohio winery trips. Your mind probably just went to big clusters of bountiful purple grapes, cozy sweaters, and glasses of wine by a roaring fire. So you'll be happy to know that you can find just the vibe you want at findohiowines.com. This is a terrific resource to learn more about Ohio wineries across the state. And with more than 300 wineries, you can bet there's one near you. I'll be making a few trips to some new-to-me wineries like Vermilion Valley Vineyard and Mays Valley Winery. And of course, I'll be seeing some old favorites to pick up wines for my fall gatherings. Stay up to date on my Ohio Wine Ambassador adventures by following the CLE Foodcast Facebook and Instagram. Tell me if you have a favorite I should visit, and maybe I'll meet you there. Thanks to Ohio Wines for partnering with me. And remember, use findohiowines.com and start planning your own Ohio wine adventures. Yum Village is located on Chester Avenue in the middle of the Cleveland State campus. It's easy to find, easy to park, and when you're craving something different, make plans to stop in and try some of the foods we talk about in this episode. I learned so much, and I got to taste some dishes I had never had before. You'll enjoy this conversation, and I promise you, you will feel totally prepared to order with confidence when you head to Yum Village. Hey, Karsai, it's so great to be here at Yum Village. How are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? Happy Thursday. Oh, happy Thursday. Almost there, right? Almost there. (laughs) Almost there. I know, but I got to tell you, you have such a, first of all, the place is a happy place. The vibes here are great. You're always smiling. I feel like you're a guy that wakes up every day just happy to be making delicious food for people. This is true. You know, we're just trying to spread the love throughout the community. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here at Yum Village on Chester Avenue. And Yum Village is a new-ish Afro-Caribbean spot near the CSU campus. I definitely want to hear it in your own words, but from what I see looking at your menu and from what I've tried, Mm -hmm. there is this interesting fusion combination of African food, which again, you're going to talk about in some of your roots, and also um, Caribbean food. So tell me how you landed on that. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm a Nigerian. Uh, we, so we have West African background. My dad's uh, straight from uh, Lagos, the motherland. And then uh, we also have um, relatives from Jamaican uh, ancestry, uh, especially our Montego Bay area. So that's where you get that 
African fusion or West African fusion uh, to the palate here. And like you said, we're located right downtown on East 22nd and Chester, right on Cleveland State's campus. Uh, this is a very international um, you know, district here, so we get a lot of students from many different demographics that seem to enjoy this food. I'm taking a liking to it. I think it looks good on you, Carsey. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Your background then having some West African, specifically Nigerian and, and Caribbean, again, specifically Jamaican. Growing up, how did you taste those flavors? How did you experience those? Yeah, definitely. So my dad actually, um, you know, pretty much self-taught chef. Uh, my brother does have the culinary background um, as we've uh, grown up and went to college. But uh, just growing up, my dad would make some of these traditional staple dishes for us. Uh, some of the longs like uh, fufu, which you've tried. The agusi is a fish stew. Uh, there's different stews like um, mafe, which is a peanut-based uh, stew, which is very popular as well. We, we make a vegan version of that. Uh, so growing up, you know, he would show us how to make these uh, unintentionally. Like, these are the ingredients you make it with. This is where you purchase the ingredients from. You can make it this type of way. And you could also cater it to different palates. So you can make it a vegan um, dish, mafe, or you can make it um, with meat, mafe. So there's different ways you can cater staple dishes to your, you know, your own palate as well. There does seem to be a pretty strong pocket of people who want to eat vegan here in Cleveland. So I would imagine Correct. that you're filling a number of different niches that we really don't have much of. I mean, I can't think of too many Afro-Caribbean eateries in Cleveland. Right. This is true. Uh, you might find your Jamaican eatery or restaurant or your African uh, eatery or restaurant mm -hmm. um, here at Young Village. Uh, I'm a foodie. I've traveled all over the world and you'll find nothing like our fusion uh, Afro-Caribbean, you know, with an Americanized twist. There is another Yum Village in Detroit, right. which is run by your brother. And that's where you grew up, right? Correct. Okay. Um, our, our original location is right downtown Detroit on Woodward Avenue, Wayne State University's new center area. Ah. Uh, that's why we uh, kind of like this Cleveland State University uh, location. We try and mirror that concept. Uh, the Detroit location is across the street from an Amtrak station. So you have that public transportation. And then we're also uh, Cleveland State's close to the Greyhound station. So you have that public transportation as well. So, so really everybody can get to you. Correct. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, different demographics, nationalities. Um, how have you found the experimentation? Um, you know, people walk in, are people seeking you out because they are, they want this type of food or are they coming in curious to discover yeah. it? I don't want to assume that yeah. everybody really knows what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. I would say half and half. Uh, like I said, we, we do that healthy approach. Uh, everything on our menu is non-GMO, gluten-free, with the exception of a few uh, menu uh, items here. So, so people with those dietary restrictions seek out different cuisine like that. Um, we use halal meat. Uh, so on top of that, you get a different demographic seeking that type of cuisine. And then we do specialty uh, meats like the oxtail, the curry goat. So you get the curious people that want to come check it out as well. So at the same time, you're filling every avenue restrictions. To be honest, and I try not to do this, I misspoke a little bit. Um, what's curious to me, curry goat, for example, is very much a staple to somebody else, right? Correct. So I shouldn't assume that, but for, for my experience, my eating experience, some of the flavors and dishes that you have here are very new to me. Right. And yet when I've stood there and watched you cook 
and I'm watching you chop up jerk chicken and, and you're, you're, we're going to talk about the jollof rice. Like right. it, the smells, the aromas are very familiar. Um, the spices are somewhat familiar, but I just feel like you're doing some different things. Um, so let's start with the West African Nigerian dishes. There's a couple of signature things that you make here. You're wearing a shirt right, right. that says eat jollof rice. So let's start with that. What is jollof rice? Definitely. Uh, jollof rice is a West African staple. So you can find it pretty much all over West Africa, um, you know, Senegal, Ghana, Nigeria, uh, Cameroon. So we, uh, it's, uh, you know, in, in small layman's terms here, we're, uh, it's a spicy garlic tomato rice. So jollof uh, generally means spice. Okay. Um, and you got the, you can add that to pretty much any dish, but like a jollof base. Mm-hmm. But the popular way to, you know, serve it is jollof rice. And then you can, you know, put your twist on it from there. Yeah. So I know that you don't really call yourself this, but I think when we were talking uh, on the phone, you, you kind of said your setup is kind of like um, like a Chipotle, perhaps. Like you, you walk up to the counter. Um, you can order something, but you can make bowls and layer the flavors. Yeah, def- uh, I took some pictures of that, so I'll be putting that up on the CLE Foodcast Instagram. So, you know, you've got plantains back there. You've got different stews, uh, the oxtail, the chicken, different meats. So what's a typical dish? What's something that yeah, people yeah, uh, come in and order? Well, so to add to that, the reason why we do that is, um, you know, these these chef-prepared meals are becoming more popular now. Mm. So we want to bring, you know, a, a chef-prepared, a high-class meal to you without you having to sit down at a white tablecloth restaurant mm-hmm. and, and spend top dollar. So uh, we, we call ourselves quick casual. So everything's pre-made or pre-prepped, and you come mm-hmm. in, kind of like the Chipotle or the Chula's or the uh, any Asian restaurant you go right, to. Right. Uh, everything's pre-prepped. You come in, it's very little wait time, and you still get a high-quality meal you know, for cost efficiency. Well, and some of the dishes that you've been preparing, um, I mean, I think I have a pretty big appetite, but (laughs) even I can easily break that up into two meals, which probably is really great for students. Definitely. And we do this, you could do small, large or extra large containers, but we also do the meal plans as well. So three day, five day or seven day. So if someone did want to split it up into different meals or later in the day or later in the week, we use this, um, you know, microwavable containers that have mm-hmm. a seven-day shelf life, so you're you're able to do that. You can store them really well right, right. in the dorm um, fridge exactly, or whatever fridge exactly. you have. Okay. And the, I was gonna say some popular dishes would be like um, one of the most popular combo meals is called the classic village combo, which is spicy this jollof rice, the spicy garlic tomato rice, yes, jerk chicken and sweet and spicy plantain, a Yum Village exclusive. Oh, and then you've got some sauces that yeah, you squeeze yeah, on yeah. top. Yeah, you, you can do different combinations mm. of sauces, the jerk or the lemon pepper jerk if you want some spice to it, but we also have some non-spicy sauces that you can uh, flare with your dishes like the mango curry or the peach honey mustard, the Jezebel honey mustard. Those are mm. super popular as well. That sounds amazing. Uh, let's go back to something you said earlier, the halal meat. Um, that comes with, it confuses a lot of people. I think some people don't understand what it is. Um, why don't you explain that? And then why don't you explain your choice of why you serve that type of meat? Yeah, so uh, halal meat uh, essentially is blessed meat. Uh, I would compare it to kosher or, or organic, so you get a higher quality meat. At the same time, it does cost more. 
Um, but at the same time, you, the animal goes through a sustainable life, you know, while it's living. Um, it eats well, it's grass-fed, and then when it's slaughtered, it's slain humanely, uh, pain-free, and the bl blood is also drained a certain way. Uh, so we're, we're not Muslim, but we do support the, the culture. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, Cleveland State has a lot of uh, students that practice Islamic faiths. Mm -hmm. So, um, you, you know, same with the Wayne State University in Detroit. So when we chose to do that, we also, it was a business um, mindset behind it as well because you're uh, also getting a higher population of um, consumers that might not want to eat or might um, be searching for a halal meat restaurant mm -hmm. uh, that they usually don't find, but now they can. Mm -hmm. Well, and it is thought to be um, in a lot of you know a cleaner meat. Um, yeah. As you said, it's raised in a way that really everybody I think can can get behind, regardless again of your religious faith. Uh, but I right. think it's important to understand that you know halal meat. It's not something to avoid and you know wonder about. It means that you're really seeking out the best of the best. Correct. So <laughs> there's this fun item that you have here. I just like saying it. It's foo foo and. It is a staple and something that is sort of this almost like a serving vessel, as I learned, um, with some of your other foods. So tell me what fufu is and the origins of it and yeah. how it's used here. So we use a plantain version of fufu because it is plant-based. Uh, it's an enriched flower plantain. And you pretty much you add water and you whip it until it comes out into a doughy, sticky substance. Um, and you use that to eat with your soups and stews. It's meant to absorb the flavor and you also um, it fills you up more as well. It definitely fills you up. It is very, it looks like mashed potatoes Correct, when you're cooking right. it, but it, it lacks the, the fluffiness. I, right. I remember when I picked it up to touch it, when you were telling me to, you know, grab a hunk of it and dip yeah. it in my soup. The fact is, is it, it holds its shape. Correct. It's yeah. a little like gummier. Right. Um, so you dip it in the, a soup or a stew. Yeah, and it's it's just I don't know how to explain it. It's just a it's like having a, a thicker mashed potato with gravy on it. Right, right, and you can eat with your hands the traditional way and take pieces off and dip with your fufu, or you could pour your super stew over the fufu. Um, something that you haven't tried uh, that we do here at Young Village is we do fried fufu and also turned up fufu. Fried yeah. fufu is the same thing that we just take the balls of fufu and then we fry them. Super delicious, and then we also do the the turnt up fufu, which is fried fufu with a combination of cheese and pepper inside of it. I mean, well, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, so, I mean, fried fufu. I can yeah, totally see yeah. how that would lend itself to be fried, almost like a like a dough ball or a rice right, ball. Right, right. And you can't go uh, anywhere in the world to find fried fufu or turnt up fufu. That's a Young Village exclusive brand. Is it really? So, uh, okay. Definitely come and check us out if you want to try something traditional or different at the same time. I love it. So you've got some um, interesting balance here. Tell me about oxtails. Um, yeah, oxtails so, aren't a new and unique thing, but I don't think yeah. a lot of people cook with them at home. I, yeah. I believe they really need some specific kind of slow cooking, Definitely. right? Um, oxtail or gold, you go to other countries or lamb, you'll find these more common than chicken. Yeah. You know, so uh, the oxtails are a delicacy. There's a, it's here in the United States, it's, there's the tail of a cow and you, it does take some time to make it. Uh, I would say you do have to cook them slowly. Uh, typically around six hours, maybe eight hours, depending on how long you want to do it or how thick the tail is. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a jerk version oxtail, so uh, a lot different than other people. Uh, it's cooked in a jerk vegetable root gravy for six hours, mm. and then um, you can uh, enjoy it. Uh, super tasty. Uh, when I say jerk, it's not like super spicy, but it does have some spice to it. And you could also pair that with some of our Young Village sauces from spicy to non-spicy that pair really well with it as well. You grew up eating 
I'm going to say real, authentic West African cooking based on the way you've described right, it. Right. Did you change and modernize or let's say even lighten the spices of some of your items <laughs> for, I'll just say, an American sensibility or maybe for people that are a little less familiar? Because I, I do feel like as someone who travels, I like spice and I think I can handle a lot of spice. And then I go somewhere else and I go, oh man, my, you know, my level of spice that I think is hot isn't anything close to what some of the real food <laughs> is, right? So how did you make that decision to be true to the cooking of your heritage, but also yeah, create yeah, dishes definitely. that other people want? Definitely. It's funny, for Thanksgiving, we were eating lamb in, in, instead of turkey. but so Sure, okay. But uh, the spices that we use, um, we do use, honestly, we use one spice, uh, not like heat spice, but um, flavorful spice. Uh, the only heat spice that we use is Cameroon pepper. It's a naturally smoky pepper. Um, it's a West African pepper as well, so that's why you can mix it with your jerk chicken and your jerk oxtail or, you know, your sweet and spicy plantain, different combinations. To Americanize that, we c combine it with different spices that are non-spicy. Mm. So it, it takes away from some of that heat mm -hmm. and then it makes it more flavorful. So you get that flavorful spice to it as well. So that's um, some of the spices that are a little bit warmer. Right, like the exactly. All spice. Exactly, like the allspice or the seven spice or the, or the ginger or the cumin. Mm -hmm. You'll find some um, heat tones to them, but um, not not like specifically like burn your tongue, like Scoville level hot. You know? Right, so. right. Yeah, that's one thing when I tasted the jerk chicken, it's, look, it's a flavorful dish. Right. But I would not describe it as hot. Yeah. But I know some jerk, like Jamaican jerk, right. has can, a different... Yeah, you can make it hotter if you want to. Um, ours is, I would consider, a mild spice, but we do have the jerk sauce if you want to make it spicier. Mm -hmm. Or we have, like, the mango curry sauce if you want it to make it a sweet spice kind of mm, thing. That sounds like a good um, combination. But, yeah, I would say, like, half of the dishes you'll find are spicy, and then the other half are non-spicy. Um, a lot of the dishes are also vegan. Mm -hmm. and you can pair those vegan dishes with meat dishes as well. Mm -hmm. So um, you're from Detroit. You found your way here to go to school. Correct. Graduated from uh, John Carroll University. Go Blue Streaks. And you did not study uh, the restaurant business. Um, in fact, I think you said you were, what, a communications major? Uh, yes, I was a communications philosophy major. So we studied, uh, you know, people, uh, how to talk to people, how they come across, mm -hmm. uh, different behavioral patterns. But I also filmed a lot of games for Sports Time Ohio, so uh, just understanding like different camera angles and stuff like that as well. Oh, fantastic! Well, it's coming in handy as you do your your, your <laughs> Yum Village media tour. Um, I feel like I've seen you all over the place. Congratulations for that! I, I but it's exciting. It. I think. Have you found Cleveland to be receptive or as receptive as Detroit to a place that serves this kind of food? Yeah, I would say. Honestly, I don't know if the Clevelanders or Detroiters want me to say this, but <laughs> they're like sisters, yeah. sister cities. You know, Detroit is two and a half hours away from Cleveland. Not even I'm there every other week, you know, mm -hmm. just supporting the other restaurants that mm -hmm. we have going on. So you'll, you'll find uh, Dan Gilbert has he did a billion dollar makeover in Detroit, but he also spent a lot of money here in Cleveland with, sure. with uh, the new bedrock and the renovations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's different chefs that have restaurants in Cleveland and Detroit. Um, so, you know, they very much mirror each other. Yeah, they're um, the same, we're the same yeah. kind of people, yeah, I think. I'm, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, and I, I kind of put that city also into this mix, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. My wife and I visited Pittsburgh literally last weekend. Yeah. And the same thing, uh, downtown 
I like Pittsburgh's downtown. It's pretty, right? Yeah, exactly. It's really nice. <laughs> but, uh, but, but and and my whole family lives there. And what I what I enjoy when I go back, and this is very different from when I was growing up. I mean, I didn't have Chinese food until I was in college. Wow. It just wasn't the way my parents grew up, right? Because we're all a product of our of our own. Um, ethnicity, our ethnic traditions, our cultural traditions. Um, I didn't know, I, this is really true, I did not know that ordering like food from a Chinese place, takeout, was a thing until I went to college and then someone was like, we should get some Chinese. I didn't even know what to order. And I'm like, you know, 19 years old. That's not an experience that people have now. Like, I feel like Cleveland is just in this fantastic space for people who are culinary adventurers, who enjoy that they can eat, you know, ribs and wings one day, soup dumplings or, um, you know, drunken noodles in right, Asia town right. another day. And then they can also come and have, you know, really authentic Nigerian food. I think that's amazing. Like right. to me, that's just a gift. And so I love seeing how this community is receptive to foods and people from all over. I hope that you found that. Is that what you Oh, yeah, see? definitely. We have found that here. Uh, we did search for this location in Cleveland for some time from east to west. And, you know, when we fell upon this central location, downtown Cleveland, Cleveland State University, the Amtrak station, there's so much Cleveland Clinic here, University Hospital. So I figured the, the highway is right next to us. So this is a huge mecca. You, you can get to the east side in 20 minutes. You're right right downtown. You can get to the mm-hmm. stadium in, you know, two minutes. So yeah. it's, Oh, this it's is amazing. great. No, you're on a main thoroughfare. It's so easy. In fact, a lot of times we judge places by how easy we can pull up and park, right, right for a right. few minutes. We're right off the highway, this so pretty easy. This is super easy. Yeah. easy. <laughs> There's some meters out front. You are right across the street yep, from yep. the middle and of the campus. Definitely. But There's also parking on the side of a building as well. Yeah, so. it's really good. And I just love seeing the development that Cleveland State has done in this area, too. They've really turned it more into a, a campus feel over the years, which is yeah, great. So I yeah. think you've, you've hit it at a good time. You mentioned that you've traveled around the world and you love travel. Um, have you yourself been to Nigeria? Yes, actually, but long ago when I was younger, so okay. th- that doesn't count, right? We have to take these trips. You got to go money. again. We, gotta, we have to go again when we're, uh, you know, when we're adults now. So, but, uh, but I am going in June for my birthday, so it's coming oh, up next. Oh, uh, fantastic. Now, what will you do there, and what kinds of things will you do? A little research? Yeah, yeah. So, actually, my dad, he actually just came back from Nigeria on Monday. He was there for three months. Oh, wow. But he does uh, real estate in Nigeria, so, um, you know, that's something that we're going to just piggyback off of. And, okay. And, so maybe uh, some yum villages happen. Yeah, yeah, there. we'll see. Ba- baby steps, right? Baby steps. We'll, we'll see. Some world domination for yum village. How did you come up with the name yum village? It's fun. It's just fun yeah. to say. It kind of makes me happy when I say it. Yeah, yeah. Like I so, feel like if you're going to yum village, you know that you're going to have some kind of delicious experience. Yeah, yeah. So we would have to do another interview with my brother to, uh, to get that answer. But uh, it originated from my brother, Chef Godwin, um, out of Detroit about six years ago now. I uh, started with a food truck. My dad has a food background as well. He had a food truck in Orlando, Florida. Okay. My brother bought my dad's food truck from him in Orlando and when my dad retired. So that's how my brother, Chef Godwin, got the money for his brick and mortar in Detroit. Okay. And then we, you know, we started to branch off, open this location, open the second one in Detroit. And we also do multiple pop-ups around the city. So. Oh, fantastic. And I think um, if, I, if I saw correctly, the Detroit location is also um, one of them, maybe, has expanded a little bit more into a market pantry where you can buy some yeah, products yeah. and ingredients. So, um, and you can also do that here as well as uh, yumvillagemarketpantry.com. And uh, so you can cook these same items in your own home. So you can, do, if you want to buy the, the Yum Village Cameroon pepper or the Yum Village 
um, ginger curry that we make the ginger curry chickpeas with or the mm-hmm. sweet and spicy plantain, you, you can definitely do that from us or purchase oh. that from us as well. So Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's very easy. Uh, the Detroit location, you can actually go in and grab it off the shelf here in Cleveland. You just put your order in, and mm-hmm. then we'll, uh, we'll get it prepared for you. So Fantastic. Um, so how long have you actually lived in Cleveland um, this time around? Yeah, so I actually came to Cleveland in the, back in 2005, so it's been a hot minute. Okay, um, for school. For school, okay. yeah. I played football at John Carroll University, mm-hmm. and uh, I graduated in 2010. And, um, you know, I decided to stay here in Cleveland. I worked for Enterprise. So we did a lot of uh, managerial positions in Enterprise uh, just to Mm -hmm. gain that, you know, business background uh, on the, you know, running a business. And then from there, you know, branched off into my own thing. Fantastic. And then you got sort of called back to food. Yeah, food, uh, you know, great way to communicate with people. Like I said, we've, we uh, cater to many different backgrounds and nationalities. So some people do speak English, some people don't. The English is not too great when they do come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the great way to speak to someone if you can't speak their language is through food. Oh, I couldn't agree more. All right. So when someone comes in, um, wanders off this major thoroughfare, Chester Avenue, <laughs> and comes in and they sort of stare at what's in front of them. You can probably read their face as if they're familiar. You know, people come, I've seen people come in and they know exactly what they want. Other right. people have a lot of questions. What are some things that you like to steer people to that you make? What are, give me two or three items that if someone's listening and they're like, I think I might want to try that. Um, what are some recommendations that people could start with? Yeah, definitely. So um, my favorites for someone to steer to, and I, I know a lot of places that don't do this, is coconut rice. Um, it's made with coconut water. It's very simple coconut oil and coconut powder and then uh it's this non-spicy dish and it pairs well with anything and then i like to go for the curry goat like i said it's a super lean meat is leaner than chicken or steak or anything that you can find i mean your local butcher shop here mm-hmm. uh, we do it a traditional way it's non-spicy dish as well and i love to mix it with the ginger curry chickpeas and our mango curry sauce Ooh. it's super delicious non-spicy very lean uh, super healthy dish, and uh, you know I recommend it to anyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like that the way you just described that goat is. I know you offered it to me the other day, and I was like, mm, no, I, I think I'll have the jerk chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I might have to the, try yeah. a spoonful of yeah. it. Maybe also, I'll try a spoonful <laughs> of it today. <laughs> to add to it, um, like the halal meat, you you don't get that gamey taste. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, places you go, um, unfortunately, you do get that gamey, like raised animal taste, the halal mm-hmm. meat, you don't get that. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't weigh you down. You know, I well, love it. Well, and to it. be honest, if you serve that to me and I didn't ask what it was, I, I wouldn't, I would not identify it as goat. It's yeah. not, it looks like a stew of anything. Yeah. And people yeah. always ask like, what's, what, what does goat taste like? I'm like, it tastes like goat. <laughs> you know, so I don't, you can't really compare it to beef or anything like that because it's leaner. It's good. And then the oxtails, are, that's the most popular protein we have on our menu, the jerk oxtails, just because we do jerk and um, people in Cleveland seem to love oxtails. Oh, interesting. Well, I think one of the things that's also happening kind of in the world, or at least in, in the States, we're, we're getting more aware of the fact that cows, chickens, pigs, you know, the farming agricultural mass production system is a pretty bad situation. And... Um, there's a lot of food out there that's just of, let's say, a, a substandard you know, quality, maybe not raised particularly well, but it's what we are familiar with. And I think that, as you said earlier, other countries, goat, lamb, 
that's what people are yeah, eating. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, we we went to. We so we go somewhere every year. Myself and my wife for my birthday. We went to Greece this past um, June. Mm-hmm. That's the normal thing. Yeah, you saw that on a lot of menus as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and now that I think about it, I barely saw chicken on a menu. So yeah, and um, it's just we forget about it here. Yeah. We're always so comfortable with the thing that we know, and um, which is again why I think coming to a place like this and being willing to talk to the person behind the counter and say, look, I just really don't know what I'm doing here. Can you steer me in the direction? As long as someone can articulate right? Maybe their spicy level tolerance or something else or an allergy. You, you'll steer them in the way up to a place right. where it's they'll true. find something that they like. Yeah. Yeah. We do non-GMO gluten-free items. Uh, like I said, we support local uh, vendors and local mm-hmm. distributors. So that's something that we definitely want to present to you. So you're, you know, you're, you're getting the right dish at the same time. Well, and look, you make those, those are really conscious choices and those choices add to your the price that you pay for things, and they they you have to pass those on. I mean, th- when, but 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 you're really confident in the quality of your food, and that's really apparent when right. I talk to you. Definitely nice. So where where do you like to eat outside when you're not at Yum Village? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what kinds of things do you like to eat here in Cleveland? Yeah, I love sushi. Um, so that's one of my favorite dishes. There's different uh, sushi restaurants um, around Cleveland that actually have re- just recently opened up. Now I think about it here, uh, yeah. East Fourth area. I know Chef Dante has mm-hmm. one. Uh, Fabio, Chef Fabio has one um, in the Flats Sora, area, right. and then uh, we uh, we have uh, Shinto out in Strongsville. Yeah, Shinto good. is very um, well yeah, thought so, of for sure. Yeah, so I like a couple of mom and pops, Mizu yeah. and Parma. Yeah, actually, yeah, Mizu and Parma. That's one of the best sushi spots you can get in, in town. I uh, love it's it. A small and then Z- Zuki, over there. Zuki in Macedonia. Okay, is, uh, I'm not but into again, that. that's I, I live that. central, so I can okay. go. I, it, that's the beauty of living central. Yeah. you can go <laughs> within 20 minutes at all directions. Right. I get some really <laughs> some really really good food. You said you're getting ready to go to Nigeria. It'll be next June. Next June. Be here before you know it, right? It sure will. (laughs) It sure will. And is there something that when you get back there, and again, I know you haven't been there for a while, that you're absolutely like, I'm eating this or I want to try it. Or maybe you've even already thought of some things that maybe could be potential for the restaurant. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, I would say like maybe just family because I haven't seen family in a long time. But uh there's so many different types of fufu I would be interested in trying, you know, different types of fufu that, you know, are coming out. People are inventing new dishes. So, um, how, how does, how, cause fufu is this core starchy staple. Yeah. Yeah. You so can, when you say people are inventing or yeah, making so, new kinds, what so is that? So you can use, so we, like I said, we use plantain, but uh-huh. you can do pounded yam. So you can do yam version. You can do semolene, which is a flour version. Oh, okay. Um, there's so many different types. I, can, I can't think of any right now, but uh, those are just little small examples of some. Fufu is the is the the pounded item, right? Not exactly. The ingredient. Right. Exactly. The ingredient is can be plantain, semolina, exactly, or the, exactly. Okay, yeah, gotcha. exactly. So fufu is a staple dish, and then so people ask like, oh, what type of fufu do you have, or you know, stuff like that. Okay, so. got it. Okay, I would not know to ask that question, yeah, yeah. but that's okay because I'm not <laughs> ordering. I'm very new to fufu. I mean, it totally <laughs> makes sense to me now. I know you're getting ready to open. I think you've made Yum Village a very accessible, interesting, friendly place. Um, It's definitely worth the drive. The food, the flavors are unique and interesting. And I just love that you've added another layer, another 
global experience here in food. We're lucky because we do have a couple. We actually have like three or four Ethiopian restaurants, which I yeah. think for a city at Cleveland size is pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, definitely. And of course, Irie and some other Jamaican places are right. coming online. But That's true. you've taken the best of both worlds. Right. And you and can you put come it here. You can, uh, you can get fufu and jerk chicken right on the same menu. So... You could put it in the same bowl. That's true, true. Um, <laughs> and top it with a delicious sauce and some plantains. See, nice little fusion, um, Afro-Caribbean. Karsai, it's been so great to talk to you about Yum Village. I learned a lot. You introduced me to some new flavors that I was unfamiliar with. I have to say, I feel like I'm pretty well-read, but I had never heard of Fufu, so it was a lot of fun to try. This location is on Chester Avenue, right by the... Cleveland State Campus, yumvillage.com. You can see the menu, you can learn their story. And if you're traveling to Detroit, you can go to one of their locations there. Right. And address is 2215 Chester Avenue, right on the corner of East 22nd and Chester. Um, right on Cleveland State's campus here, and I'm excited for you to try the jollof rice. I'm ready to try some jollof rice. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day. The CLE Foodcast is a project of Fork in the Road Productions, and my sound engineer is Bill Connors. Thanks to Chef Douglas Katz for being a monthly sponsor of the CLE Foodcast. We'd like to remind you that it's Ohio turkey time. Please consider supporting local farmers and placing a hold on a turkey now. Visit my social media channels at CLE Foodcast to get a list of local turkey farmers you can trust. And you'll see some of my recent food adventures too. As always, I'd like to remind you, stay hungry, be kind, and always, always set a bigger table. Have a great week, everyone.